1: to turn Penelope's world upside down. Mm,
0: this is the ultimate good friends to lovers story. From those initial butterflies to when both parties realise there might be something more between them, watch Bridgerton season 3, now playing only on Netflix. Mm. And welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love dumb stuff. You're joined as always by Melbourne writers, Michelle Andrews, that would be me, and Zara McDonald, that would be you. Hello and hello to producer Annabelle Lee. Hello. Hello, guys, coming up on today's show, a paparazzo snuck into Laura and Maddie J's wedding. Jennifer Aniston shares her infertility struggles for the first time. Nick Cannon continues to spread his seed far and wide. Davidson and Embrada were spotted on a date in New York City, and Zara has a couple of questions for the Twilight Star you definitely forgot about. Talking about clickbait,
1: What <laughs> are the questions, niche. who was the Twilight <laughs> Star? I'll tell you later, guys. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> Zara McDonald, how was your week? I had a great week. I have so many recommendations. Is that okay? Oh, I actually please. have uh, maybe three <laughs> recommendations. You know what? We've got time. We've got time today. Let's do it. So the first thing that I loved watching this week, of course, was The Crown Season 5. Yes. It is back. Have you guys watched it?
0: Mitch and I have watched one episode. We're trying to take it slow. I think The Crown is the kind of thing that's not very binge worthy. Mm, um- see, no, I started Season 1 like years ago and then I never finished it because I thought it was a bit boring. Oh, okay. Well, see, I think I'm in between you, right? I think it's a beautiful production. Do I think it's the juiciest production no, ever? No, not. No, I think it's a one episode a week kind of thing, but I
1: loved episode one. It's certainly a slower kind of show, but yes, I when you say it's not a binge-worthy kind of thing, I think I've watched 10 hours on Saturday and Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> I just watched it. I really? Did, well, I was trying to self-isolate before your wedding, so I didn't get sick. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I just watched The Crown the whole time, but I had this hilarious moment because I said to my partner, Ollie, <laughs> as I was watching the TV show, I looked at Elizabeth Debicki, who was playing Princess Diana, and I said to him, oh, oh, my God, did you know that she went to school with Mitch because Elizabeth Debicki went to school with Mitch. She's Australian. She's actually from Melbourne. She went to Huntingtower. Yes. But he, she was five years above him. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's Mitch's claim to fame. And he loves
0: it. If you ask Mitch, he and Elizabeth Debicki are great friends.
1: Yes. <laughs> and Ollie goes, oh, my God, Mitch went to school with Princess Diana. <laughs> I've You know those moments where you're, you look at your partner and you're just like just so deeply disappointed but like, <laughs> you're an idiot like, questioning I, everything i couldn't have been more disappointed in that response <laughs> what idiot are you engaged to well either he thinks mitch is 60 <laughs> or something else is going on no but season five I know it's copping some flack online for casting choices. Yes. Hugely so. Charles
0: is too hot. Dominic West is far too hot he to is, play
1: Prince Charles. He is too hot, but it's so manageable. Like, it's fine. Who else are people pissed people off about? don't like Imelda Staunton as the queen. Oh, the woman from Harry Potter. Yes. I don't mind her as the queen. I didn't mind her. I think it's hard coming after Olivia Colman and Claire Foy. Oh, man. Yes. yes. So in that sense, people aren't stoked, but I think it's definitely worth your time. The second thing I want to recommend today is Margot Robbie's Vanity Fair cover story. Have you guys read that one? I read part of it, then got distracted with work. Oh, (laughs)
0: that's...
1: (laughs) Oh, what a flag. It's, a. I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend that there's anything particularly mind-boggling in this story. I think it's a really well-done profile. I think what I loved reading about, and maybe this sounds incredibly naive or incredibly silly, but just how highly regarded Margot Robbie is when it comes to her craft, like her being almost a genius when it comes to being an actress. And you don't read that as much when you read about celebrities because you spend so much time more intrigued about their private life. On that note she did clarify those photos of her walking out of quote-unquote Cara Delevingne's house a couple of months ago. Yes. Do you remember those photos? Yes. Yeah. The
0: media positioned it as some kind of like friends and family intervention with Cara Delevingne. Yes
1: she was like I wasn't outside Cara Delevingne's house I was renting an Airbnb. For and five I, days. Yeah <laughs> and I wasn't crying either and I do think you did say that. Uh, did I say that? Did <laughs> I say she wasn't crying? No, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> I would say I'm pretty good at admitting when I'm wrong. I was wrong when it came to that story. I was implying she was basically having a break at yes, the yeah. front of <laughs> house after reading the profile. More than happy to concede to more than hundred thousand people.
1: I was wrong. You were right. I apologise. I can't remember though if that was ever a conversation we had on the show or if that was definitely just, happened at least twice. It happened at our desks, and I was like, God she is not crying and everyone in the office was like she is <laughs> anyway that profile is just definitely worth the read beautifully written beautiful profile and Can then i also give a quick shout out
0: to the hot photo shoot involved oh you might mu- you may I, um i just loved the styling i know it's all about margot's brain but also incredibly hot photos loved the fashion loved the photography yeah
1: no it's very very beautiful and then the last recommendation is a semi-recommendation it's the kind of thing I want to recommend because I think it's a fascinating listen but it's more a case of I don't actually know where I sit on the spectrum when I listen to it so it is an episode of Glennon Doyle's podcast where you can do hard things and the episode is called the episode that wasn't Now, essentially what happened in this episode is Glennon sat down with her partner, Abby, and their producer, Amanda. And instead of running the interview that they had planned to run, they had a conversation about why they cancelled the interview because the interviewee was rude to their staff. And they had a 45-minute conversation about this one interaction instead. Mm. And all I could think about as I was listening to this episode was, who was this rude person because they go on and on about how rude this person and this person's husband. And they also make out that the person is like quite high profile and well-known. And that they wanted to run the interview, but it didn't align with their values. And I guess I listened to this episode and I just, I found the conversation about it fascinating because it's juicy, but also I listened to it and I was wondering is this like a bit self-aggrandizing to record 45 minutes of you making the quote-unquote right decision to protect your staff like are you having this conversation to pat yourself on the back or are you having this conversation because as they said they want to live out what they preach on the show which is boundaries and all of those kinds of things and this is a key example of that so we might as well have a conversation about it i was just like so dumbfounded by the whole thing like good and bad yeah you gave me homework to listen yes. to this
0: before the show so that i could come back to you with my
1: thoughts on it because yes. i
0: i don't think i've ever listened to anything like that podcast episode it's weird and i wonder if you had any thoughts on this i think there were three women on the podcast episode talking about how they stood up for their co-worker and how this podcast guest's husband was so awful towards the person that they work with that they simply had to step in It was weird to me that the the employee or the team member wasn't on the podcast like instead it was kind of just like the senior team members in the room talking about how great they were as
1: bosses essentially to me i think this was where it got kind of complicated for me because i understood why that employee wasn't on the show i mean it's a hugely listened to show protecting the anonymity of that staff member i imagine for these people is important But then I think if you're going to do that, to have a conversation on their behalf was interesting. And I imagine, I do want to put on the record, I imagine absolutely they got consent from this staff member to have this conversation. Mm. I would imagine that to be the case. But even still, I think there's a a funny power dynamic there of taking somebody's story or taking something that happened to someone so soon after it happened, five Five minutes, minutes, they said, and recording this episode
0: I found it an interesting decision to make to cancel this interview based on how the celebrity's husband interacted with the staff member this was all over Zoom by the way apparently the celebrity's husband comes into the room and like snaps or says something rude or raises his voice or something and I totally understand cancelling the interview all of that stuff but then creating content off the back of it when we don't know what the relationship dynamic is here we don't know what that dynamic's like behind closed doors we don't know if that celebrity actually struggles with something in a power dynamic or an abusive dynamic with their husband that for me was a sticking point because I was like if the celebrity if the guest behaved this way then sure like let's talk about it but simply not intervening to a level that you like when it came to her husband being rude, just felt like a step removed for me that just muddied the whole thing.
1: I think I largely agree with what you're saying, but I think one thing that's important to note here in the context of this conversation in this episode was it wasn't just they were annoyed about the husband being rude. The wife was then also rude when they raised it with her. She sort of had that really dismissive comment. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was working with people who like really got their feelings hurt here, which is like a rude thing to say. Yeah, for sure. And I think that anyone can be accountable to that. Now, you might be wondering, okay, well, what was the point of them doing the episode? And to their credit, Glennon Doyle and her co-hosts argue, well, we, we do have conversations about boundaries and we often have conversations about what it means to kind of like live out your values. And this is an example of that. So we kind of wanted to prove that this is what we did and this is why we came to this decision. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just definitely think if you've got time and you're intrigued in this conversation, it's been a combo starter yeah. for me anyway. Mm. And there are also posts on Demois recently musing as to
0: which media personality oh. author whatever it could be on the show so if you're curious go have a sauce of demois yeah before those stories expire <laughs> Michelle how are
1: you how's your week what are you recommending we've got three sleeps till you get married three sleeps
0: on last week's episode i was like we don't look at the 14-day forecast we don't look at it that far out we now have a three-day forecast to look at we don't look at that either (laughs) typical mel i actually don't think there's ever been a more melbourne forecast yeah ever we've got 25 degrees and sunny for half the day showers and potential storms for the other half of the day which half will get at the ceremony Is going to be great content. Who knows? (laughs) We'll let you know. It's great for the story. Maybe we'll all be rained out. Maybe we'll get caught in like a blizzard or something. Who knows? But I'm excited. I cannot wait. People can handle a bit of rain. I don't care. I'm yes. getting married. We can
1: handle some rain. I love rain. We're all Drew Barrymore's around here. Get yeah. out of the rain. Kind <laughs> of a laugh. Sorry? No. Do <laughs> the Drew Barrymore video where she cries in the rain and she's like, I'm so she's happy like, to see I, the oh. rain. Oh.
0: We are all Drew Barrymore's we here. Are. We are all Drew Barrymore's. I'm also keen for some romantic drizzle. I can yeah. get her around that. Yeah. Romantic drizzle, yes. Like hurricane, no. So hopefully we can kind of toe that line. No, I'm so, so, so excited. I do want to very quickly touch base with you both on a developing investigation i have going on at shameless media regarding what okay i've spoken to you about this zara so you are across this annabelle i've never told you this Mm, story before i just need to get you across something that has seized my brain over the last month i park every day at shameless media in one car park right yes one car park where the parking is pretty steep but the parking tickets are obviously steeper Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There, (laughs) there is a man who drives a mercedes a fancy mercedes with a fancy number plate is what i'll tell you every day every single day he gets a parking fine
1: he does not pay for parking he
0: doesn't pay for parking any day and this began with me just (laughs) noticing it this was maybe a month and a half ago where i was like that's weird that mercedes has had like four parking tickets in four days that guy must be like really frazzled this week and devastated I started sending photos of the car to Zara to be like, <laughs> I need someone else to be on this journey
1: with me. Oh, and I'm there. <laughs> She's
0: there every day now when I'm driving out of the car park. I stop my car. I get out. I take a photo of Mr. Mercedes car because there is definitely a parking ticket on it.
1: Wait, so is the car leaving and coming back? Yes. Or is it accumulating? Yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. New tickets. He takes them Oh, and then
0: there's a new one. And I have seen Mr. Mercedes man on one occasion. He has to be our age. Like, I reckon this is like a 25 <laughs> to 30-year-old man who was accumulating a parking ticket a date. Annabelle, what the- he would be paying, quick maths, 300 at least $300 for parking every week. And I think I just need the listeners to know about this. I need you guys to know about this. And I need to go on my honeymoon and then come back and hopefully have an explanation, Mister Mercedes Man. If you're out there,
1: <laughs> if you are listening, if you are listening, I genuinely, like, I genuinely need. He to must help. be paying them as well because his car's not getting clamped. No, he's and not getting clamped. They'd be loving him. They'd be his greatest customer. <laughs>
0: like, does his dad own the car or his mum
1: own the oh, car? Good oh, good. <laughs> oh, save. Just got in there. Oh. Just, oh, just in there. Does does? grandma? When it? the patriarch <laughs> comes from within. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe Mr. Mercedes' mum owns the car park. Maybe he just has so much money that he doesn't even need to worry about it. But paying for a parking ticket, there's an app. It takes me 10 seconds every morning. It's so easy. I do not understand how
1: busy this man could be
0: to <laughs> want to pay,
1: to want to pay like no, $80 it, a day. It cannot be a busyness thing because it takes you more time to pay the parking fine than it does to pay the a for parking percent, like Guys, give me some theories because I don't know. I think some people are just so rich they don't give a fuck. If you're that rich, wouldn't you get, like, a chauffeur to work every yeah, that's day? that's true. You're paying $80 a day. I think the only person who can give us the answer is Mr. Mercedes. And uh, he must work around or near us, obviously, if we're parking in the same Imagine spot. Imagine if he's in, like, the office the next door. Yeah, I know. Mr. <laughs> Mercedes man, please. If anyone knows who we're talking about or if he himself is listening, we don't need your voice. We just need your answer. <laughs> we don't need you to come on the show. I just need you. Even if, even if one more thing, you can put us in an anonymous note under our... <laughs> store if you know where we are can i also have like 50 bucks because you can clearly spare it can you buy (laughs) Buy us us a
0: coffee buy us a coffee please very quick recommendation from me the best reality show out of australia this year is available to stream on stan it's called love triangle i am obsessed mitch and i inhaled all seven episodes that are available right now in like two days if you love maths the bachelor Love Island, any of that shit, you need to watch Love Triangle on Stan. Thank you to every listener who knew I would love it and
1: demanded that I watch it. You were correct. It's amazing. Five out of five. I'm so proud of Australian TV when they produce good things. (laughs) Um, Guys, we have an exciting announcement today. Our gift guide for 2022 is live right now. For those who might be new to the show or not across exactly what our gift guide is, for the last three years, we have put together a present shopping gift guide for you because what better way to shop for this holiday season than to have a curated list of good small businesses to shop from.
0: Yeah, so everyone in the Shameless Media team has been like selecting the very best gifts. There are more than 80 selections for you to shop from. They're in three different budget categories. So for every price point, there is an option for you to shop away for your Christmas KK or for your best friend or your mum, whatever, this holiday season. And a big shout out to all of the brand partners who have made it possible this year as well. Well, Avant Studio are involved. Frankie Four Footwear are involved. Francesca Jewelry is involved. Lululemon and number 22 Home. We are stoked to have them on board. We're stoked to give you this gift guide. It's one of our favorite things that we do because we get to do some online shopping.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you don't know where to find that gift guide, the links will be all over our socials. It is also on our website and some lucky people who subscribed to, well, not lucky, some loyal people who subscribe subscribed <laughs> to our newsletter would have got a newsletter that went out this morning morning as well but for now Michelle we need to get into this big bumper quick and dirty for today because there's a lot of celebrity stories we need to cover Ooh, is there ever now we're
0: gonna go one for one let's do it all right our first story inside Laura Burns wedding to Maddie J as she stuns in a sheer dress and says I do in intimate ceremony five years after they met on The Bachelor and they share a very steamy kiss at the altar. That, of course, is from the Daily Mail. A very steamy kiss at the altar. <laughs> steamy. You're
1: going to have one of those? Oh, actually, don't. Actually, <laughs> do you know what? I actually. You want to peck and
0: let us close our eyes? I actually said to Mitch, I'm like, we need to like practice yes, how we're going to do. Kiss. where do have I you put, not Have you not practiced? I don't know
1: where to put my hands. I know.
0: Where the fuck do I put my hands when I kiss him? On, On his, his cheeks. And yeah. also, like, like, am I going to then cover his
1: face? It's a big, like, logistical question mark over every wedding. But the thing about Laura and Maddie J is i'm sure they got this down pat when they were actually on tv mm. yes they
0: met
1: on the bachelor You know
0: all the angles and the lighting
1: yes mm. exactly now in case you missed it on friday the bachelors laura and maddie j got married they had their two very cute daughters as flower girls mm. and laura looked really gorgeous in a custom kaya gown we were intrigued to see that the couple actually posted their professional wedding photos pretty soon after getting married I reckon it would have been within an hour or two right
0: yeah an hour or two of the ceremony we had photos online and you and I were kind of sending this back and forth to be like oh my god they're so quick to it like obviously they're content creators they live a lot of their lives online I think we just had our curiosity peaked when we saw how fast they were to post the photos on socials but very very quickly Zara the reason why Maddie J and Laura posted photos so quickly was very clear
1: Yeah, exactly, because according to the timestamps, the Daily Mail headline that we just read to you was actually published at 6 p.m. that day. Somehow, it seems that a paparazzo from mediamode.com found their way into the ceremony and didn't just snap close-range photos from, like, every detail, from, like, Laura climbing out of the car before she's even walked down the aisle Mm. to them kissing at the altar. This pap has also transcribed every word of their vows and sold it to the daily mail which i just actually felt a bit sick about
0: yeah and they got it up so quickly again like they had the entire article up by 6 p.m and for us it raised the question how the fuck does a paparazzo get into the ceremony and to be clear there is not a question in my mind. This was not Laura and Mademoiselle. <laughs> yeah, I know people go, did they, do no, they of like, course set not. their own wedding up for pap shots? No way. They would not have wanted a paparazzo
1: in their wedding ceremony. Who would? <laughs> Who would want the world finding out about – like vows are, I know you say them in front of a few hundred people, but there are a few hundred people that you invite into your space and into your relationship for those kinds of things to be made public. I just felt like it was such an invasion of privacy for these photos to be taken of them before they even had a chance to kind of share their experience with the world was such an invasion of privacy. I just, it just made me mad.
0: Yeah, well, it made me just befuddled. Like, how did this pap get into the ceremony, like, mingling with all of the guests? These photos were taken of the crowd. Like, he's this paparazzi, I'm assuming it's a man, is amongst it all. And I imagine, I mean, maybe Laura will clarify this in the future, but... I imagine the pap must have been disguised as some kind of worker or security guard to even get access into the venue. And then I have questions like, was this random man kind of milling around that everyone just thought was a ceremony employee or something? And then just whips his camera out and starts taking photos. Did anyone during the ceremony realise there was a paparazzo in their midst? Do you ask the paparazzo to leave? Like, how does any of
1: this happen? He was clearly there for so much of the ceremony. I actually had a conversation about this with some of my friends after it came live. Because I was like, well, if that was your wedding, i just walk up to someone and say, leave. As a bridesmaid. You walk back down the aisle. This was was where the combo went, right? Because like all of my... Thoughts were flawed because you'd say, "Yeah, well, I'd tell them to leave," but you can't guarantee that that conversation is not going to get aggressive. Yes, mm. and that there's going to be a kerfuffle, and that's the last thing you want yeah. at your wedding. And I was like, "It's so very easy for me to turn around and say oh my God, I'd bound up to anyone and tell them to leave.' Of course I wouldn't. Mm, of course yeah. I wouldn't, because you'd be more concerned about the scene, the scene, and the potential for it to become a scuffle. Yeah to actually do anything about it yeah
0: and then the question mark for me is how much does a pap in australia get paid for photos like this of maddie jay and laura's wedding first of all the paparazzo would have had to travel like three hours from the sydney cbd this wasn't some city based wedding this was in the countryside so this paparazzo or the daily mail journalist or both had a very clear plan of how this was going to unfold and how they were going to get a story up very very early on friday Anyway, the wedding looked stunning. Hopefully they didn't even really notice the paparazzo. They just decided once it was clear that there was a pap in the wedding to get the photos up as soon as possible and beat the Daily Mail
1: to the punch. And boy, did they beat the Daily Mail because I think that photo had like 175,000 likes. It was hot. As happy as anything. The family photos looked gorgeous. So congratulations to the two of them. Absolutely. Our second story, Jennifer Aniston opens up about IVF and fertility struggles. That is from Allure.
0: Yeah, Jen Aniston, has graced the cover of the final print edition of Allure magazine and she's dropped some pretty big revelations along the way, particularly, I mean, given that the tabloid media has been hyper fixated on the contents of Jen Aniston's uterus for so many decades. It was a pretty big shock, I think, for the world to learn that that was happening
1: while she was secretly battling with infertility. Yeah, huge shock, I think, for a lot of people because this has been a conversation for so long and I think I imagine there were so many times or opportunities that she had to talk about it that she actively chose not to because it's clearly something she's wanted to keep close to her chest. So for it to be now, I found really fascinating and quite moving. Now, the way that this unfolds in the piece is very interesting. Here's how that part of the article written by Danielle Pergamon reads. I would say my late 30s, 40s, I'd gone through really hard shit, and if it wasn't for going through that, I would never have become who I was meant to be, Jen says. That's why I have such gratitude for all those shitty things. Otherwise, I would have been stuck being this person that was so fearful, so nervous, so unsure of who they were. She finishes her smoothie and reaches out to Chesterfield, and now I don't fucking care. Maybe I look confused. She explains, I was trying to get pregnant. It was a challenging road for me, the baby-making road, says Aniston, of a period several years ago. Mm, Just to clarify as well, Chesterfield is the name of her dog who she was reaching out for mid that
0: quote. The quote went on, All these years and years and years of speculation, it was really hard. I was going through IVF, drinking Chinese teas, you name it. I was throwing everything at it. I would have given anything if someone had said to me, freeze your eggs, do yourself a favour. You just don't think of it. So here I am today, the ship has sailed she then later said, I have zero regrets. I actually feel a little relief now because there is no more. Can I? Maybe, maybe I don't have to think about that anymore. It's really interesting to hear from jen on this with the perspective of now being 53 like this is something she was going through it sounds like maybe a decade ago maybe even the last five years but at 53 she's now come to the conclusion that this wasn't the road for her
1: yeah and she told the journalist that the narrative that was spun about her through the tabloid media which was that she was selfish hurt her as did the narrative that and i quote I just cared about my career. And God forbid a woman is successful and doesn't have a child. And the reason my husband left me why we broke up and ended our marriage was because I couldn't give him a kid. It was absolute lies. I don't have anything to hide at this point. Mm. I mean... I think I said at the top of this segment, It's I'm sure she had so many opportunities to say this publicly for so long, but it's almost very clear to me why it was this time because she does seem very at peace with it. Yeah. And I think it's the kind of conversation that you only really feel comfortable having when you're totally at peace with who you are and how it's all unfolded. When the dust has settled. Yeah. like I don't think anyone when
0: they're going through something traumatic or they're experiencing loss in the moment can speak on it or have the words for it that kind of fit whereas it now seems that with hindsight she can kind of really powerfully speak about this time and I think it's just a good lesson which I would hope we've learned already I don't think we speculate on people's pregnancies as much as we did maybe 10-15 years ago but it's another reminder don't fucking ask people if they want kids if they're planning on kids don't talk about it don't speculate on it just leave it until someone actually chooses to talk to you about that themselves.
1: There's almost always a reason why they're holding a story close to their chest, Mm. whether it's because they want them or they don't want them. I think we're very good at making women feel shame for any of those decisions or any of these kinds of conversations. Mm. So I think it was a really powerful interview. And I have to say the accompanying photo shoot with this interview particularly was very interestingly styled. She looked pretty iconic. Yeah, It was almost like j-lo from the early 2000s it almost feels very 90s as well it's just very low-rise jeans very that vibe like almost like
0: cargo pants sometimes with like chunky belts and like (laughs) bikini tops it was a really interesting vibe but i think it kind of fit the theme of the story about embracing her power and her sexuality and her confidence at 53. One of my favorite quotes was, I feel the best in who I am today, better than I ever did in my 20s or 30s even, or my mid-40s. We need to stop saying bad shit to ourselves. You're going to be 65 one day and think, I looked fucking great at 53.
1: (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Power to her. Our third story. Doja Cat stuck with Christmas display name on Twitter until (laughs) Elon Musk fixes kinks in verification update that is from Rolling Stone. Now, we are so sure that so many of our listeners are well across the fact that Elon Musk has recently taken over Twitter after purchasing the platform for a whopping $44 billion. Now, his takeover has not been without controversy, that is for sure. We've been ignoring this for a few weeks until we just couldn't ignore it anymore. No, it cannot be ignored. Now, Elon Musk has made a number of staff cuts. He's trying to desperately reshape and restructure that company. There's been a particular focus on uh, him creating an $8 a month blue tick (laughs) verification thingy where you can pay that to be verified. Does that mean anyone can get a blue tick? Yes. Anyone for 8 bucks. Yes. And the problem, of course, is what they found when people did pay the $8 and got verified (laughs) is that everybody had the name Elon Musk and there were a lot of Elon Musk (laughs) parody accounts going around. As well as like parody accounts of major multinational corporations. Hugely so. There's been like a lot of instability because of this one feature now if you're wondering how doja cat plays into all of this well because there was a lot of stuff going on after people were verified people were changing their names and things like that she realized that when she got verified she actually couldn't change her name at all and her display name was stuck on christmas when the change came into effect she's such a troll yeah i know she is now i've been obsessed when i was like reading through this story of news outlets calling her a victim of the twitter (laughs) because she was called christmas (laughs) So she started tweeting, why can't I change my name on here? She then tweeted again and got a bit more aggressive how do i change it also fuck you elon and then i kind of as a third tweet decided to change tact because nothing was helping and wrote i don't want to be christmas forever elon musk please help i've made a mistake it's like the seven stages of grief it's like going from anger to like remorse Well, it's like a little child who wants an ice cream where it's like can i have an ice cream no fuck you i want an ice cream it's like still no Please, I desperately need an ice cream. It reminds me of that, I'm just a bear there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be Christmas forever. Now, Elon Musk actually responded to Doja Cat and said, working on it, pretty funny though. (laughs) And then eventually Elon told her it was fixed and she was able to change her name and alas, she changed it to fart (laughs) (laughs) i love Ah, I hate that part of the story you
0: messaged me when that development happened we decided we were going to talk about this on the show to break the fourth wall for the listeners the fart thing happened after we had already committed to the story and you messaged me and said can we
1: take it out i don't want to have to say that she's changed it to fart (laughs) have you guys do you guys this might be way too neat of a reference but i've already started do you guys follow Sophie Habo and Jamie, the former maiden Chelsea? <gasps> yes, stars? of course. I don't I don't <laughs> listen to their podcast, but they have a TikTok feed of their show, which is called Nearly Weds, because they're getting married. And their TikTok feed is incredibly funny. In fact, consider this my fourth recommendation for the day. <laughs> I hack myself watching their exchanges. And he is trying to talk to her about the fact that she farts. <laughs> oh, and seen this. she says, Jamie, I refuse to have my name associated with that word on this show. And I, all I could think of when I was doing this Doja Cat was the Sophia Boo line. Where I refuse. Petition to call this episode Zara Fart no. McDonald's. <laughs> absolutely not but the way she does it is so incredibly funny so that's another aside and props to doja cat for trolling us all guys we have so much more to cover today we need to talk about pete davidson and emrata we need to talk about that little twilight star and that little thing i want to talk about but first a word from today's sponsor
0: Our fourth story. Nick Cannon's quest to populate the earth continues. (laughs) That is from the cut. Guys, Nick Cannon cannot be stopped. I think the last time we checked in with you all, he was about to welcome or like had just announced that baby number 10 was on the way. We are now looking at baby number 12 because it was revealed last week that he's got a kid on the way with Alyssa Scott. And then it was revealed a few days later that he's also just welcomed another baby with Abby de la Rosa. Now, Abby is the mother of two of his other children named Zillian Air and Zion Maxalidian. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I don't understand how this happens. How is he just the most fertile? Yes. I actually saw this family tree that someone had drawn on Twitter because it was the only way for me to understand where these babies were coming from because mm. they are
0: everywhere they they are everywhere I'm convinced that you must just look at Nick Cannon and get pregnant like the sperm has to be studied I'm trying to point. find
1: the, this tweet that I saw that I actually can't find but I'm just gonna like <laughs> paraphrase it anyway which was like dreading the day my girlfriend gets conscripted to have <laughs> yeah. Nick Cannon's babies We all live in fear. (laughs) It's like, oh, my turn.
0: (laughs) The more this goes on as well, the more I actually think the women involved are kind of geniuses. Like, they can have a baby with nick cannon it sounds like he wants these children it sounds like he'll be around but not in a way that's annoying i feel like if you're not (laughs) in a way that's annoying all right i feel like if you're a woman who wants a baby right and you're like i want this for me but i don't need the traditional family structure for sure call nick cannon because this sounds kind of like the perfect arrangement he'll pay child support apparently he pays more than three million dollars a year in child support is that all (laughs) He, he apparently loves having kids It's kind of the perfect arrangement if you don't feel like you need a traditional father figure in your kid's life.
1: Surely there has to be a cap, like there has to be a ceiling on how many children he can feasibly have and support (laughs) over the course of his life. What is the limit? I think 20.
0: I think he will laugh at our limit. I I was baffled at like eight. We're now at 12 and it's been the space of a few months that we've jumped up that much. But by this
1: time also, next year, maybe there's 100 Nick Cannons running around. Also, what's really interesting and no one has really thought about, well, perhaps they have, but I'm <laughs> only saying this out loud now, is so many of these kids will be in really close age range to each other because this has been like quite a big couple of years for Nick Cannon. It's been a big That's couple like of years. That's like instant friendship groups because they'll all basically be in the same age at school yeah. if they go to school together, I don't
0: know. No, you're right. Some of these babies are like a week apart. It's amazing.
1: It's incredible. And what does family Christmas look like? Do they all just get Who, together? I think someone needs to profile Nick Cannon and ask yeah. him these questions. But I think there'll be next year, how many Nick Cannon announcements? Oh. I think two. I the
0: think Oracle. I, the Oracle. I actually only
1: on. think two more next year. Two more yeah. Two
0: more born next year or two more? Two more babies. Two more babies. Announced. Announced. Yeah. So you think at the end of 2023, Nick Cannon's at 14.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I do want to put on the record, one of those babies might still be in the belly.
0: Like, okay. they might
1: not be born, but there'll okay. be two more we know
0: of. I see your 14 babies and I raise it by like four more. I think we'll no. hit 18 next year. Oh, four. No. What's going to stop him, guys? The last year has been insane as far as Nick Cannon's sperm is concerned. What's going to stop him? I think he's on a train yeah. that no one's getting off of. You're right. No, the limit yeah. does not exist. It Remember, does. It does said, exist. He said he was going to be celibate like 12 months ago. Yeah, I know. And
1: here we go. <laughs> he I he, actually reckon... He, I forgot about that. He said he was giving up sex.
0: <laughs> I reckon... I think it'll be 17 or 18 kids as of the end of next year. Not all
1: born, but in utero. I will talk to you at the end of next year. (laughs) Our fifth story, Joe Lycett to shred £10,000 if David Beckham promotes a World Cup in Qatar. That is from The Guardian. Now... A really interesting story out of the UK this week. Comedian Joe Lycett has said he will put £10,000 of his own money, which is currently equal to about £17,500 AUD, into a shredder if David Beckham does not end his multi-million dollar deal with Qatar to promote the 2022 World Cup. Hmm. Now, if you're wondering, well, who the hell is Joe Lycett? Because I asked everyone in our office and no one seemed to know who he was. (laughs) And I was so dis... I really thought,
0: Annabelle Lee, I adore you. I thought out of everyone in the office, you would know and you would have our back and be a Joe Lassett fan. Sorry. The fact you're not is so disappointing to me. <gasps> I watched a clip though and I like him. Yeah. It's
1: funny. He's <laughs> the kind of guy that's on like, you know, eight out of ten cats, would I lie to you? Yes. I mean, I'm sure there are like much bigger shows that he's on, but those are the ones that I like. He's the parking ticket guy. I'm sure a lot of people will see the viral video of that where
0: he gets <laughs> out of parking. <laughs> a lot of parking tickets. Yeah, on in today's episode. But Annabelle and I, like, I we've like, never what? heard about this. Uh, where he gets out of parking tickets and that's like his whole show. like communication with the council oh is he the mercedes (laughs) man joe is the mercedes man no well apparently you haven't seen that no
1: i haven't i actually don't know that much about joe lysett but he does have 1.2 million followers on twitter so he is a big deal now with regards to this story it was announced that david beckham was to be the face of the 2022 qatar world cup last month in a deal worth roughly 270 million australian dollars now according to fox sports the contract is worth about $27 million a year over the next decade for him to become, and I quote, a culture and tourism ambassador for Qatar. Mm. Now, in a video posted to Twitter, Joe Lysett said he would donate the money to charity if David Beckham agrees to cut ties with Qatar. But if not, he will shred the cash on a live stream this coming Sunday before the opening ceremony. Here's a snippet from his video where he spoke about it. This is a message to David Beckham. I consider you, along with Kim Woodburn
0: and Monty Don, to be a gay icon. You were the first Premiership footballer to do shoots with gay magazines like Attitude, to speak openly about your gay fans, and you married a Spice Girl, which is the gayest thing a human being can do. You've always talked about the power of football as a force for good, which suggests to me that you've never seen West Brom. But generally, I agree. So with that in mind, I'm giving you a choice. It's really interesting and when I watched this I was a little confused like I think the 10,000 pounds being shred is more of a symbolic gesture. Absolutely. Obviously I don't think David Beckham is going to be giving up 27 million dollars per year for Joe Lysett to not shred 10k but I love this like I actually think so often when women and female celebrities sign deals that maybe are a little shady or don't align very neatly with the values they supposedly hold we come for them. And I'm kind of happy that this is a big conversation this week because I can't remember many other times where we've done this for male celebrities. I feel like they often get an easy ride that we don't really analyze the brand partnerships that they align with. But in this instance, David Beckham aligning with Qatar is just kind of, like, inexcusable to me. I don't understand how you can stand by a country like this.
1: No, I totally agree with you. I mean, the charity Human Rights Watch found that as recently as September this year, queer people were being detained without charge and violently assaulted under morality laws. Their track record when it comes to human rights is abysmal. And I think it's an interesting time at the moment because all eyes are on them for the World Cup. And in 2010, when I was kind of digging in this story and and reading all about it, when it was announced that Qatar had won the bid for the 2022 World Cup over the UK, David Beckham, who was actually the ambassador for the UK's bid for the World Cup, gave interviews where he said he felt sick over allegations that FIFA were corrupt in handing the tournament to Russia in 2018 and to Qatar in 2022. So it's like on one hand, 10 years ago, you're saying, well, this was corrupt. They never should have won the bid. And then... 10, 12 years later, you're the ambassador for that country. And I sit here and, of course, I am I am all for letting people change their mind. But I'm <laughs> Not say, the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know if you can change your mind backwards. It just feels like a lot, right, for him to be aligning himself for so much money over the course of 10 years as well it's- with a country <laughs> like this. I mean, he's not the only celebrity who's been pulled into this discussion, right? I don't know if you guys saw this week, Dua Lipa actually mm-hmm. had to put a statement on her Instagram stories Addressing speculation that she'd actually be performing during the opening ceremony. She denied the rumours and said she would only visit Qatar when they improved their human rights record. This is what she wrote. I will not be performing and nor have I ever been involved in any negotiation to perform. I will be cheering England on from afar and I look forward to visiting Qatar when it's fulfilled all the human rights pleasures it made when it won the right to host the World Cup. We love Dua. We love We have question marks over David Beckham. And I, if I was a betting woman, I would say (laughs) that this money is going to be shredded on Sunday. No, I think it will be. I think it will be how embarrassing for
0: David Beckham that that quote from 10 years ago exists when he's now sitting on this throne of cash. It leaves a sick feeling in your mouth, is what he said back in 2010. So good on him. Good on him. He can't feel that sick when he's kind of, I don't know, showing himself cash. in cash. Our sixth story. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski were apparently seen holding hands after his split from Kim Kardashian. And no, I can't believe I'm writing this either. That is from BuzzFeed. Guys, before you get all of the nitty gritty details, let it be known that this story is courtesy of Demois, the celebrity gossip Instagram account that is currently being turned into a book and a soon to be TV show with HBO Max. It is entirely based off like community generated tip offs. We don't know how accurate every tip off is. Some are probably very robust. Others are probably
1: completely fake. How much weight you give this particular tip off is up to you. I think heaps because there seem to be quite a lot of people that spotted them together Mm. and also it's a story I want to believe, so I do. Now, apparently Pete Davidson and Rada were seen on a date in New York City over the weekend. The tipster, or I should say tipsters because there were more than one, Mm. told Demois that Pete's hands were, and I quote, all over her (laughs) and they're clearly, clearly hooking up. Now, if you guys remember in our August 11 episode, we had a conversation about the frontrunners for Pete Davidson's heart. Well, I brought two frontrunners to the table. I hate to tell the oracle that for once she was wrong. Honey, I think we all said Emrata, did we not? <laughs> the whole so world said Emrata. I, I re-listened.
0: I re-listened to the segment. I came to the table and I said, "It's going to be M. or Miley Cyrus." Yes, Zara McDonald came back and said, "No, no,
1: he will I, be dating a commoner." Dating, they the two will be spotted together. Oh. His next girlfriend, <laughs> his next girlfriend, will be a commoner. Okay, well, I still stand by
0: this. That's bending the rules. It's I not said, bending. "We said, who is he going to be connected to next?" You just said dating. <laughs> it's a bit of, a bit of column A bit of column B. Yeah, I know. You said he'll be with a commoner next. He's going to go for a hot normie. He, he will not go he for will. a celebrity. Mark my words. He Maybe he, he will. did already. And we just didn't know. Cause also hot true. I can I, <laughs> <Remember laughs> I,
1: I cannot be proven wrong. I cannot be proven wrong. remember how I said
0: earlier in the episode, I always admit when I'm wrong <laughs> and you're right.
1: But Would I, you I like I, to give it a try. No, so I didn't can't. Know you're wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't because I'm not. I will when I am. We just can't be sure. No, the thing about Emrata and Pete Davidson is there's also no way they're not going to do this for a few weekends. Surely, like she did with Brad Pitt, like she's hooking up with the men who are famous and hot and also going to give her headlines. Well, the Brad Pitt thing was denied by her team. We're hearing a
0: different story about Pete.
1: Yes, but also I think that's because Brad Pitt has his own headlines that she'd been wanting to avoid, truthfully, when it comes to Pete Davidson. He's got a bit more of a squeaky clean image. I think it's pretty smart for M. Rada, given she's just launched this podcast and is you know in the midst of trying to promote new projects mm. for her
0: love life to be a key part of this conversation. Fair. What I found weird when researching this story is that Pete Davidson and Emrata's ex-husband Sebastian Bear McLeod were friends. Really? They were buddies oh. for a time. Don't know if they're still buddies now but there are photos of them hanging out back in 2020. Wow. And then even weirder is an interview I found with M. Rada on Seth Meyers' talk show (laughs) last year when she was still married to Sebastian Bear McLeod. Did she talk about him being sexy? She talked about Pete Davidson and the quotes read like this. "Emrata said, He's got the height. Obviously, women find him very attractive. Seth Myers then came back and said, I really don't get the hype. Because this is at the point where he's been connected to Kim Kardashian, yeah, right? for sure. So everyone was saying, what is it about Pete Davidson that he gets the hottest women in the world, I've right? actually seen this clip. But yeah. this came out before she'd split from Sebastian. Yeah, I she's it. married to yeah. Sebastian at this point, right? Oh so, so Seth is going like, I don't get it. What's the hype? And M replies, I feel like many other men feel that way. Guys are like, wow, what's that guy got? Pete seems super charming. He's vulnerable. He's lovely. His fingernail polish is awesome.
1: He looks good. Good relationship with his mother. We love it. I forgot about that quote. <laughs> it's so funny because so many of these quotes about Pete Davidson from women pop up once they become single and start dating yes. him. Yes, Good on him.
0: Would you guys date him? Yeah. I have to. I feel like uh, he be- must
1: have... He- You can't turn him down.
0: He must have an aura where he says something to you and it's just like all bets are off. Like he must have so much charisma or is it now that he has a little bit of charisma but the mystique of dating Pete Davidson now that so many incredible women have done it, the mystique is what kind of seals the deal that Emrad is going, well, I want to see what Kim and Ariana... And Phoebe Dinovore. And Kaya Gerber. And Kaya, what did they see?
1: I need to now experience it and like take it for a ride myself. I think that's absolutely right. I think there's an element of that. I've also started to wonder if the caliber of men in Hollywood is really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. That so bad. If there's so much ego and actually not that much charisma, like quite a few wet blankets in LA, Yeah. that if someone has a pretty standard <laughs> amount of charisma and self-deprecation and things like that, then
0: they're going to do all right. Yeah, fair enough. Look, unnamed insiders have told Us Weekly that the pair are dating and have been chatting for a couple of months now. Obviously, that's a tabloid. Obviously, it's Us Weekly. It's not the most reputable publication, but I do think they're banging. Yes, I think
1: think you might be right. (laughs) Our seventh and final story. Twilight actor Taylor Lautner marries girlfriend Taylor Dome in California. (laughs) That is from news.com. If Zara's ever fought for a story to be on Shameless... (laughs) It's this one. (laughs) Buckle up, is that what you call it? Sit back, relax, I'll take you on a ride. (laughs) Now Taylor Lautner has married his long-term girlfriend last Friday at a winery in California, according to the Daily Mail. Now the couple got engaged last November after going public with their relationship in 2018. He once told People Magazine of the relationship, "'My sister actually introduced us. "'She called me and said, "'Dude, I found your future wife. "'You need to meet this girl and the rest is history.'" You might be wondering why I'm still talking about this and I'm talking about this because... I
0: actually lost a little concentration. I started actually Googling something else.
1: Taylor Dome has changed her name to Taylor Lautner and now they are both Taylor Lautner. Why? Why? Like, I'm all for do what you want, change your name, don't change your name, but I'm sorry. I am going to put my foot down here and say <laughs> this is inexcusable. Yeah,
0: because he did he did post on this with Mr. and Mrs. Taylor Lautner, which I know some men tend to do when it comes to, like, weddings. That yes, They'll call their wife Mrs. Mrs. Whatever, yeah. yeah, which I find annoying, but whatever. But no, he's it's legit.
1: They are Mr. Taylor Lautner and Mrs. Taylor like, Lautner. It's so confusing. <laughs> why? Why would you? I don't get it. If that was me and I was marrying someone who had the same name as me, I'd say it as a joke because I thought it was funny, but I wouldn't actually do it. But it feels very much like this is not a joke. They're doing it. They share the same name.
0: It's the most confusing thing in the world. It's the same spelling as well. If she was Taylor with an A yeah. or an A-H. No,
1: sorry. It still would still be
0: No, but at least logistically on paper, you're like, oh, two different people. What do they put on bills and shit? Just it's Taylor Lautner like, times two. Well, this is
1: the thing. It's like, hey, can you guys come to dinner? It's like, yeah, I, Taylor Lautner, will be there. <laughs> I, Taylor Lautner, cannot come. And it's like, which one are we getting? <laughs> how do you feel about the performance
0: of this segment now that you've uh, done it i'm what do you mean how i performed the segment well how do you feel that it will
1: be do you reckon it made it into the episode on merit absolutely on merit. <laughs> people will lose their minds over this and we're going to poll them if you have the same name as your partner do you think it's unforgivable to change it to the same name i vote yes <laughs> that's all i'm saying well guys, that's all we've got. That's all we've got for today's
0: episode. Anything else to add from anyone? No, I've got nothing else, I don't think. I'm I have leave. something to say, but I'm gonna regret saying Say this. it. That story just reminded me of something that happened in my personal life
1: once. We've got ah! time. We've got <laughs> time. We've got so time. once I met a guy randomly this was like years ago, <laughs> called Lee. Yeah. And I thought he was cute, so I randomly <laughs> said Lee. Oh no,
0: you should change your name if we got married. And you took my last name. Your name would be Lily. <laughs> and, and it, it killed it. <laughs> have you ever spoken No, to him never since? again. <laughs> yeah, see?
1: See? It shan't be done. Oh, That's the thing. I that- wonder what he's doing now. Yeah, uh, Lily. <laughs> Lily. Because my grandpa's is Donald McDonald. Yes. And I, I, I that he actually- doesn't get enough shout outs on this podcast. I think we've only said it once. I think your, we've your only said it once. Name-
0: is Donald and McDonald's. his brother is Ronald Ronald and Donald McDonald <laughs> and, and no <laughs> one believes me Yeah actually We don't I, talk about this enough We never do
1: So shout out to my lovely Isn't grandpa Is something about your mum's name? It's like Oh, my Patricka. mom's name is Patricia, but her late dad misspelled her name on her birth certificate, so it's Patricia. <laughs> I just feel like across the board, names should be oh. taken more seriously in your actually the other tree. thing as well. But I don't know if Patricka. this is if this is a family myth, so my cousins might get in touch with me about this. But also, my late grandmother mm. fucked up my <laughs> uncle's birthday, and he didn't realise till he was fifty-one and had to get a passport <laughs> on his birth certificate that he'd been celebrating like the thirtieth of July. Not the 31st. (laughs) 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 So
0: I'm like, (laughs) what's going on in your
1: family? I don't know. Never
0: watched The Lion King grandfather named Donald McDonald yes Patricka. yeah and wrong birthdays yeah it's a wild ride. <laughs> we love it
1: guys thanks so much for listening to the episode I'm so sorry for derailing that conversation <laughs> I think it was worth it I actually really
0: enjoyed that yeah it was a nice little sweet <laughs> like a little bit of dessert after yeah main a little dinner mint for I everyone that's
1: it Michelle <laughs> the next time we talk to you on Mike you are going to be a married woman I'll be married I'll have a husband yep. I'll be a wife oh how strange I feel a thousand years old how desperately random do
0: we think of We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see we'll give you a bit of a wedding debrief
1: yes we will guys thank you so much for listening if you want to support the show you know what to do hit follow on spotify or apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts that helps other people find us
0: and of course follow us on instagram at shameless podcast and on tiktok at shameless underscore podcast annabelle lee anything else to add after
1: <laughs> the no i'm done no, <laughs> no dinamint to the dinamint <laughs> bye guys <laughs> <laughs>